Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report, uh, which, by the way, uh, is really much more than a daily report. Uh, we view it as a, a knowledge platform uh, from which we communicate thought leadership on various strategic topics uh, throughout our, yes, daily reports, but also these podcasts and webinars and hopefully live events in the future. Um, yeah, we are not just a newsletter. We are a thought leadership platform. Anyway, and along with our chief strategist, Shelly Cohan, who's also, by the way, a professor at FIT and Syracuse University, we welcome you to our conversation on the topic of the playbook for the holidays doesn't exist. <laughs> Such a great title, Robin. Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, you know, obviously a holiday is shaping up quite quickly, but, but you know, in the past two weeks, and there's a lot going on. So we will break it down for our listeners. But Shelley, right up front, there is no playbook based on historical norms, which our audience certainly understands. But we, we will do our best to create a new one um, for our audience. You know, the, the, the Fed raised the interest rate again, and that, and that will impact uh, holiday shopping. It, it certainly has to. Major retailers have already announced uh, holiday sales starting October 1. <laughs> My God, it's going to begin in July eventually. Who knows? Um, anyway, Sensormatic uh, came out with the top 10 uh, busiest shopping days. Uh, not much of a surprise. And Black Friday has, you know, remained the top traffic day. So um, sales projections for holiday are sitting slightly over last year. But of course, Shelley, those projections do not include October, right. which I know you have an opinion about. And there are a boatload, no pun intended, of inventory that retailers need to get rid of. For you know? sure, Robin. And, you yeah. know, there's a lot of moving parts going into the holiday. The only constant variable for the past two years is there's a great deal of uncertainty. <laughs> that's the only thing that's remained consistent over the past two years. Yeah. Um, no big shocker, but let's start with the Feds raising their interest rates before the holiday. So theoretically, higher interest rates will slow down consumer demand, which then leads to lower prices. It goes back to what you and I have been talking about. I feel like we've been talking about this for a decade, which is trying to really get that supply and demand uh, equilibrium. Yep. But less demand going into the holiday with, as you said, retailers and a boat full, of in, boat full of inventory means more promotions and also a lot earlier. Yep. And consumers are going to be pulling back and not purchasing at the same rate as last year when holiday sales, as you remember, were up almost 15%. Yeah. Consumers are feeling possible recession. The higher interest rate will certainly impact some consumers. And consumers are going to be on a hunt for reduced prices, great sales, and they're absolutely going to start much earlier so they can better budget their purchasing over the three-month period, October, November, and December. 
Yep, you got that right. And, you know, higher interest rates um, can impact the budget for holiday shoppers, especially uh, for those consumers that rely on revolving balance on their credit cards uh, to make holiday purchases. And, of course, it will negatively impact consumers uh, that have a variable mortgage. So, you know, but Shelley, the, the Fed interest rate hike is also going to impact retailers that rely on any type of loans or already have debt. Mm. And we know what that results in many times. You know, the interest rates for those debts will be impacted, making profits even less. You know, I was just having this conversation with Mark Cohen, my colleague, and he's director of retail studies at Columbia University. And by the way, also former CEO of uh, Sears Canada. We talked to him uh, regarding Kohl's. Mm. You know, in a Seeking Alpha article, Harrison Schwartz uh, breaks it down in great detail. But, but the key takeaway is that Kohl's recently lost its investment grade credit rating uh, because when its 2023 debt matures, the interest rate on those debts may rise significantly. And of course, but Kohl's, Kohl's has, has been under a lot of different pressures, issues, people trying to, uh, you know, uh, activists trying to over, you know, turn the board, people trying to buy the company. Anyway, they've got a whole slew of, of problems. Yeah, and it's it's been a big big distractor to the business, in my opinion. Over, I mean, really, it's been going on for months and months. Yeah. Kohl's Q Q two earnings, the company dropped eight and a half percent in net sales. Yeah. Gross margin dropped three percentage points, down to thirty nine point six. And get this, Robin, net profits dropped almost sixty three percent from last year in Q two. Wow. Yeah. Operating expenses are sitting at 31% compared to last year's, you know, 28%. And inventories as of July 30th were 48% higher than last year at Kohl's. Oh my God. Yeah. So less sales, smaller margins, higher operating costs, significant <clears throat> loss in profits. And Kohl's has a abundance of inventory going into the one of the most important times of the year with a possibility of this slowing consumer demand. And now, Robin, you're saying on top of all this, the current debt that they currently have may yeah. also be negatively impacted. It's fi financial picture. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch is an understatement, Shelley. And by the way, there are many other retailers that are in a similar boat as Kohl's. At, at least in terms of uh, some of the factors you have mentioned, you know, higher wages, more benefits, and the growing cost of goods has really put an enormous pressure on the margins. You know, and there's also a huge excess of inventory out there, as you mentioned, um, which is why we've been, you know, seeing some of the major players come out early with holiday sales. And not only that, Shelley, among the biggest retailers, they have canceled billions of dollars of orders from their vendors. That's right. Oh, boy. So once again, Shelly, due to the pandemic, the supply chain disruption, inflation, and inventory chaos, the industry has no playbook. 
all leading to guessing going into the holiday period and starting earlier because of the guessing about consumer behavior. So, you know, cash obviously is king uh, for getting through the fourth quarter and retailers are gonna need the cash, which they can only generate by selling the one asset they have, inventory with a capital I. Too much of it sitting in stores, warehouses, DCs, and Kohl's along with uh, many others need to have a great holiday season to, to secure their future going into the next year. The profit margins are so thin and, and they do not have a lot of wiggle room. There just isn't. Yeah, I mean, Macy seems to be in a little bit better shape. Their sales were actually up 5% and inventories were only up 7% compared to last year Q2. And plus, remember, Robin, we talked about this in our podcast. Um, they're opening the Toys R Us shops, yep. shops within the stores, which I think is great timing going into holiday for Macy's. I think it's great um, that they're going to yeah. get this customer in there shopping the Toys R Us shop. So churning out inventory is definitely going to be key for retailers. And we've seen the three big players already announce the holiday sales and pricing policies uh, for this season. So Walmart's starting its sales 10-1, Target's starting 6-8, Amazon has its event in mid-October, but Walmart and Target have already guaranteed prices through December. So if you purchase a qualifying yeah. item by 10-1 and the price goes down on 12-23, they're giving adjustments. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> they're going to be giving it away before, before we even know it. I, you know, I mean, right-sizing inventories is 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 a killer and it, but it has to be a key initiative for retailers going into 2023 near sourcing real-time allocation sku reductions using uh, obviously artificial intelligence capabilities for made to order or whatever the solutions are out there and you know as well as i do there are a lot of third-party uh, companies coming up with um many uh, clever solutions, but it has to get figured out. Inventory optimization is really the operative term right now. So Shelly, um, you know, let's get back to, to, to the holidays starting in October. And what can you share about sales uh, or shop shopper traffic? So the National Retail Federation, they haven't formally given their forecast on holiday sales, but Deloitte has projected holiday sales to climb four to 6% over last year. So they mark their period of time, November to <coughs> January. So while many in the industry are talking about, you know, slight increases over last year, it's really not when you take into account the annual consumer price index increase, which mm. through August of this year is up 8.3%. So. The yeah. other area that the industry should really be looking at is October sales as part of the holiday. So NRF and all the other big consultancy firms, um, they all kind of quantify holiday differently. So the NRF uses November, December as their uh, holiday time period. And that's probably because the U.S. Census Bureau reports are by month. Yeah. Deloitte is... November to January and Sensormatic, which measures foot traffic to stores, they follow the 454 calendar. So they run their holiday 
from the Sunday preceding Thanksgiving through 1231. But NRF or Deloitte, neither one of them includes October in any type of holiday sales forecast. But we know over the past few years, holiday has become a bigger part of the overall <sighs> sales. And quite frankly, Robin, this really started when Amazon did Prime Day in October during the pandemic in 2020. All over the retailers followed suit. So October for the past two decades before the pandemic, October sales were about seven, seven and a half, seven point eight percent of total sales. Well, starting in 2020, now October was nine percent in 2020, eight and a half percent. Uh, last year. So it's really creating a shift of sales out of December and into October. You know what, Shelly? What this says, what all of this says is that these guys are still trying to use the old playbook that just <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. They're trying to, you know, put 10 pounds of you know what into a five pound bag. I mean, it's like... <laughs> No, it, it, it just one thing after another. So anyway, so you're right about October, Shelley. I mean, Amazon uh, just confirmed its prime early access event, which is October 11th and 12th. And obviously they started something in 2020 with prime days in October. And now they have to keep it going and need to compete with the physical retail giants, uh, Walmart and Target, of course. So, you know, they've raised their prime membership from $119 to $139. So now they need, you know, like a new benefit to show members uh, uh, for, for the added expense, right? Yeah, and you know, Robin, it's a brilliant move. I'm actually gonna copy one of your favorite sayings. Amazon has 13 million eyeballs every Thursday night in the fall season watching Thursday night football, which by the way, Amazon paid a billion dollars to stream Thursday night football. I know, amazing. So think about this. Amazon can advertise prime early access on Thursday during the football games and get this wide access to all these engaged consumers. Yeah. So I'm banking on the early access event to be a big success and you're right. Prime members also who are paying more for the membership, they're going to buy more stuff from Amazon because they need to warrant the extra money for the prime membership that they're paying for. Yep, exactly. You know, I, I saw the top and busiest shopping days listed by uh, Centromatic. Of course, uh, Black Friday sitting in the top spot. But while I would like to think this holiday is the first kind of back to normal holidays since the pandemic and people celebrating and, and getting excited about shopping in stores. No way would I bet on it, uh, Shelley. Again, there is no playbook right now. The prediction for physical retail is that foot traffic will be flat, which quite honestly, uh, looking at pre-pandemic levels, traffic to physical stores was down 5%. So flat traffic would seem to be a good thing. So I would not say this is great news, but it may mean purpose-driven traffic, right? Yeah, flat, but they may spend more anyway, Shelley. So what are the top days? 
Well, keep in mind when we're talking about foot traffic, and I had the pleasure of speaking to Brian Field about this, he's from Sensormatic, is that this year, uh, Christmas is on a Sunday. So essentially, we're kind of missing one full day on 1224. Yeah. So Christmas Eve is on that Saturday, and most retailers are going to close early on Saturday. So we don't have the super Saturday that we normally have. It's actually getting back and bumped up to 1217. Yep. The other thing that shifts is the day after Christmas, 1226 is now on a Monday. You're Monday right. is typically a holiday because Christmas falls on a Sunday. So a lot of people yep. have Monday off for the holiday. And so that's going to make Christmas, um, the day after Christmas, the third busiest traffic day. Everyone's going to mm. be out looking for the deals and stuff. So yep. I'll just highlight the top four days. Black Friday, as you mentioned. The second biggest day is Friday before Christmas, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. 1226 is number three. And that Super Saturday on December 17th is the fourth largest day. And, you know, the top busiest shopping days usually account for about 40% of all holiday retail traffic. So this is a big deal. Yep. These are, if you're going to put your eggs in a basket, it would be on the 10 days, right? Got it. But here's the big wild card, though, when we talk about holiday sales. You know, and not many people are really talking about this and everyone's all happy that gas prices have gone down. Um, but a big pinch on holiday spending is going to be home heating oil or heating mm -hmm. home what, oil or heat or whatever, starting in October, rolling into November, December. The National Energy Assistance Directory Association, they monitor heating pricing. They said that the average cost of home heating is estimated to increase by 17% compared to last year during wow. the heating season. So this is the second year in a row of major increases in between 2020 and 2021 and 21 to what we're in now, the cost of home energy is has increased by more than 35%. These are the highest prices in 10 years. Unbelievable. So, these high, you know, higher home energy costs, the hike in interest rates, the looming possible recession. I think, but but shoppers are going to be on a really tight budget. So I do think shoppers are going to get out to stores. I think it's a socialization aspect. It's been missing for since the pandemic. I think holiday foot traffic will be flat. And I agree with you, Robin, that people really want the social interaction with shopping. But I think they're going to spend less money this year, and they're going to start much earlier. So retailers would be super smart to grab the sales in October while they can and start liquidating that inventory before consumer demand wanes. Yeah. And, you know, just as an aside, we don't know what these pipelines under the ocean that now four of them have, it, it, it seems they've been sabotaged and, you know, uh, you know, they, they somehow bored through the pipes and all of this gas is leaking out. So we don't know what impact that's gonna have around the world and will it affect even the United States? We don't know. Um, so, you know, Shelley, it seemed to me the bottom line, pun intended, is that we cannot, nor can anybody else, and even those who make a living giving such predictions, none of us can predict, quote unquote, the bottom line. And even less so 
foot traffic and best days or eyeballs online or spending or promotions or anything else about the dynamics of this holiday season. We can only guess because there is no playbook such as we had pre-pandemic. And absolutely made even more complex, Shelley, by inflation, remaining supply chain issues, consumer sentiment, and global and political unrest. Right. All you and I can do, Shelley, and I hope we did, is to provide a holistic view on all of the most important indicators available that we could get our hands on and to advise as best we can uh, what our opinion is for the holidays. And hopefully our audience will take some of those uh, take takeaways as well. Spot on, Robin. And by the way, this can all change next week. Right. It's just been that kind of year or two years since the pandemic. We just, everything is in flux, uncertainty. Yep. So for our listeners, you can find more of our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and RobinReport.com. Look for us on YouTube where we broadcast our podcast as well. And please follow us on social media, link in with us, follow us on Twitter for the latest thoughts about the industry. Yeah, and once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us. And uh, I know Shelly and I learned a lot putting this together, and we hope you did as well. And um, good luck going into the holiday season. Thank you so much again. And by the way, if you have a topic you want Shell and Ed to cover, email me at robin at therobinreport.com. And thanks again. Thanks, Robin.